Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. What is up, everybody? We are back. Two guys talking youth ministry. Listen, first of all, I just want to say it's good to hear your voice back on this. Listen, I've taken a four-month sabbatical, four-week sabbatical, four yeah, months it four feels months. like. Well, feels like it's been a long time. Feels like it's been a lifetime. But we are here, and we're getting ready to talk some youth ministry. Absolutely, we are. Today is episode number 18. We're 18. excited about it. I can't believe it's episode 18 It's like we're already. stepping into adulthood with this youth ministry podcast. <laughs> That's what it is. We're we are finally now turning 18. officially adults uh, in this podcast. We're excited. We want to thank all of you who are who are being a part of this podcast and are checking it out and yeah. hanging out with us. We are uh, you're leaving comments, you're sharing it, you're liking it. We appreciate that. Some of you are emailing us. PJ, why don't you just remind them in case they forgot? How do they email us if they want to email us? That's a good question, Matt. It's John at EssentialCoaching.us and Matt at EssentialCoaching.us. Nice and easy. Same web address, just two different names. I love it. Yeah. And so uh, so listen, today we're excited. It would be confusing if, it was, if we both had the same name. We'd have to figure out what we were going to do yeah, with well, that. Yeah, we wouldn't have that email address. That would be confusing. That would be different. Uh, yeah, you would have to. Um, today we're excited. I hope, I just want to remind you, if you've missed any of the past few episodes, uh, go check them out. The last one with a great friend of mine, uh, Henry Griffin, did a great job talking about uh, talking about Hook to Heal, a book yeah. that he wrote. Uh, we had um, Aaron Pino, who's a worship pastor, talking about how to uh, engage the worship culture in your student ministry. We had Dr. Phil, our very own Dr. Phil, my dad, mm-hmm. uh, your spiritual father. My spiritual father. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he was on. Does that talking make you my about, spiritual brother? No, nah, no, nah, I don't oh, claim you. Oh, it uh, He was talking about his book. Um, he was talking about his book. Um, mind yeah. games. Go on, <laughs> dude. My mind just went blank. He was talking about his book, uh, which is mind games called Self Talk. There we go. Self Talk. It was about the mind games that we all face in ministry. Today we are excited um, because we get this question a lot. Matter of fact, I just got off a phone with a great youth pastor friend who was asking some questions. What would you do different? How would you do this situation? We get that's probably one of the main questions yeah. we get, Pastor John is. As uh, I don't know why I just called you Pastor John PJ. As we it's a uh, level of respect I command. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. The level of respect that you just carry when yeah. you walk in a room. Um, a lot of times people will say, "Hey, what would you do different?" You know, you've been there for you know 13, 14 years, 12, 13 years. What would you do different? How would you do this uh, if you could go back? Right. So we yeah. thought today would be a good podcast were, episode. Yeah. To go ahead, what was you going to say? Would you have, would you have ran the opposite direction when they offered you the position? <laughs> <Like that? laughs> no, no, absolutely. What not. would you have done different from 13 years? I would have turned and ran. No, no absolutely. I know. Not. I know that. We love our jobs. Um, so we thought today, today we're going to share in this podcast episode eight. We're going to call them never ever's. Yeah, never ever ever do this no not never oh. ever ever you can't say that it's never, eight never, never evers eight not never, eight ever's. never ever evers it's eight, eight never ever never 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 listen never, you're really no you're getting us off to, to the to the wrong track here so Sorry. we're just gonna hop right in eight never, never evers ever. now could there be more absolutely nope. Oh, no, maybe. there could be yeah, in 13 be. years of youth ministry we have realized that there are a lot of never evers like never ever 
eat Chinese food before you yeah, speak. Yeah, see, like, that is a good one. <laughs> like, that would Which, be... on this, in the same vein, is never eat Mexican food right. before you speak. Never, ever eat Both Mexican food right before you speak. Both of those bring different results, I suppose. So. so a lot of them we could add in. We don't really have time probably for all the 13 years of never ever yeah. that we've experienced. But I feel like we do have eight solid ones. And PJ, I'm going to kick it to you for the first yeah. one. The very first one, the number one. I guess it would be number eight because we got to work backwards. Oh, number, start, starting in number eight. Yeah, number eight is what? I guess, I guess in no particular order. We're just going to go. Yeah. Go ahead. In no particular order, I would say that um, number eight would be never, ever okay. fly solo. Fly solo. Got you it. need somebody. You can't, like an airplane? Yeah, right? like, like, well, I guess, like, flying. I've never flown, but I would, I would imagine that the co-pilot is a very important part okay. of, the air, of the flight experience, All right. right? Expound on that a little bit. Never, mm. ever fly solo. Let me hear Listen, I just, I just have learned that ministry is so much more fun and so much more effective when, you, when you're not doing it alone. Um, is it possible? I mean, maybe, but I know ne- I never have have been doing. I've never done youth ministry or ministry effectively when I've tried doing it on my on my own, all by myself, regardless of what it is. If it's an event, um, if it's a service, um, if it's the youth ministry in general, I think that we need to figure out how do we raise people up to do ministry with us, to do youth ministry with us. Um, so you're talking about delegating. Delegating. Things. I All think right. that there's a lot of things that we can delegate. I think that we can put people that are much sharper and much stronger than us in certain positions that will make our youth ministry and our ministry uh, flow and, and make it flow well and make it, make it, make it start to thrive. I think, that, I think that a lot of times we feel like God put me here. No, I'm ready, I'm ready to take this hill by myself. I'm going I'm to succeed with this ministry, and if, we, if this thing fails, I'm going to go down by myself. Um, I just feel like that's the wrong mindset when it comes to ministry in general, but especially with youth ministry. I think that we've got to put people around ourselves. I love it. Never, ever fly solo. I love that, PJ. You know why? Why? Because teamwork makes a dream teamwork work. Teamwork makes a dream work. Now, my question is, is what's so hard about delegation, Matt? Oh. Because I, I, I'll be honest with you. One thing that you do great is delegating. Um, the only reason I'm standing here to this day is because you delegated <laughs> to me something that you could not stand, and that was middle no, school man. ministry. It wasn't. I and couldn't And you're like, stand I it. can't stand the sight and smell of middle schoolers. Take them. That is absolutely that is me. absolutely not true. It wasn't I couldn't stand it. It was you were that much better, and oh. it is why I delegated it to you. The thing that is hard about delegation, I misremember though, things sometimes. PJ is to answer that question. The thing about that is so hard about delegation. Some it takes a lot of time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time to train someone to do it the way you would like it trained, or it would like you would like it to be done. It takes time to uh, pour your life into someone and say, "This is how I do it." It takes time to put your DNA into someone and say, "This is the DNA. This is the culture of our youth ministry." It takes time. It's not yeah. easy. It's frustrating. Uh, uh, you go over hills and bumps in the roads because yeah. they get it wrong. It's not fun, but it is worth it. It is worth to it to not fly solo. And like when you you start talking about that, I think that maybe. That might be a podcast in itself one day is how to effectively delegate. Uh, oh, I, I like it. Because I think there's a way that you can delegate wrong. Oh, you can absolutely. delegate right, you can delegate wrong. Like if you're task, if you're task if you're just delegating tasks, people people can get frustrated and they can get burned out on tasks. Absolutely. But so I think good. there's and you you mentioned it, there's a good way to delegate, and it's training, equipping, and doing that. There is, um, and maybe this ties into our next point though okay. a little bit. Um 
there's there's things that I think when you delegate it, they will make your ministry just maybe maybe explode, take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. But right. but there's something that you can delegate that I feel like might completely sink your ministry. Yes. So so the first thing we said, PJ, we're talking about delegation. We said never ever fly solo. So yeah. immediately everybody's like, well, I got to get people around me. I got to delegate, yeah. delegate. Well, the second never ever I would say to you is I know we just spent time talking about dele- delegate and getting people around you. The second thing though, never ever delegate casting vision boom you cannot delegate that no vision comes from the top and it flows down yeah and we've seen it by mistake like we've done it uh, wrong before you know the vision you know one writer i know people have heard it said they say vision leaks uh vision can get nudged off the road it can get pushed off the path that kind of stuff and so as the head leader uh in in our ministry we we can never delegate casting vision we can never delegate you know steering the ship so to speak yeah we might have other people around us that are helping on the ship might have other people around us that are doing chores doing responsibilities on the ship but the steering always i think it has to come from the top and then flow down you know a great biblical illustration of that is moses you know moses found himself you know at one point people come to him and said moses you're crazy you're delegating everything like you've got your hands and all kind of stuff so he puts his people in charge to start taking care of things that he didn't really have time to take care of but if you go look at the life of moses he still always communicated directly with god the vision always directly yep. flowed from moses to the people to that the just people. popped in my mind and, and wow. i didn't write that down so Man. moses was a great example of that 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 when and, and a lot of times if you start to delegate vision and when i when i'm saying that you're having someone else cast a vision that maybe you're receiving you'll it, it'll just be some muddy waters you'll you will lose some effectiveness and what you're trying to accomplish maybe that's a whole other podcast we don't have time for that no, today I think that's good, so though. never ever fly solo never ever delegate casting vision PJ hit him with another one. Like, and you start to think about that. And I think our next one is something that you never ever should start doing because you got, you got. Where does the vision come from? Oh, it, simple. It comes from God. Absolutely. You should. And, and how do you get there? Is you need to remember this. You never ever ever forget about prayer. Mm. That's where the vision comes from. And hopefully, we've got a prayer life. And and I was telling, I was talking with you, Matt, before we even sat down. We're going over our never ever's. Um, like. That seems so simple, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. We're in ministry, not yeah. just youth ministry. You're in ministry. You work in a church. We're around yeah. praying men and women all day long. And and you think about why should we have to forget? Why should we have to put down there? Never forget about prayer. And I'll tell you why. Because we forget to pray. Absolutely. We get so caught up in in programs mm-hmm. and and services and and sermon prep and you know activities and ministries and check in and yeah. follow up and and getting on the school campuses after school programs going to your teenagers games balancing in your family life praying for your kids pray, and, and you just got to remember we've got to constantly pray that God is steering our youth ministry yeah. and if we're not careful uh, we forget to pray about stuff that that should just come natural to us yeah. um i i think that we can't ever start or stop anything in our youth ministry without praying about it first yeah i think no. that that's crucial we live in such a you said something earlier pj that i want to come back to we live in such a ministry culture today that is so inundated with systems and programs and curriculum and uh you know follow up i mean yeah. all, all of this stuff that is good all of this stuff is it's good. all great. Oh, great stuff. But you, again, I think you need it. 
Take you back to the word. What does the scripture say? The scripture says we don't battle against flesh and blood, but it's against principality. So we got to yeah. come back. What I love what you're saying about prayer. Prayer, it reminds us and it brings us back to, listen, what we are doing, like we're not just running a social club here. We're right. not just... Uh, you know, trying to build um, a hangout area that students are going to come. Like, it's this easy is, to shift into that, yeah, too. Absolutely. That's what's crazy. And this is like spiritual warfare. I know it's not a word we like to talk about yeah. and we use a lot in the church world, you know, today because it sounds so Christianese and spiritual. But ultimately, again, going back to what the scripture says, like this is spiritual warfare. There are things, strategic steps. You know, yeah. again, we get so inundated with strategies and everything. Who better to ask? Then God, the Father who yeah. already sees the steps we need to take. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, so. he put us, he put us where we're at right absolutely. now, and, that, and that's the bottom line. Is if we truly believe that God's got us where, where we're at, then we've got to believe that He's got us there for a reason. And who better to ask than than God? But but there's a problem, Matt. Like I've been to conferences and maybe workshops uh -huh. where you'll go there, and and the answer to everything is pray fast, pray fast, pray fast. And, and that frustrates me. And it, it frustrates me too because obviously. We need to pray more. We need to fast more. I, and and the problem with that is, be, um, and that leads us to our next never, never ever, is um, so I think you that, said never ever forget about prayer. And then I think our next never right. ever is to stop at prayer. So never ever stop at prayer. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Basically, I mean a lot of times when we pray, and this might be just in my prayer life. Maybe this is how God works with me. I feel like He works with you the same way. Whenever. Whenever I'm praying for God, especially with direction in our in our student ministry, um, it's never uh, immediate. Okay, John, you prayed for it. Now here it is. It's usually something I've got to now do that God's put me tasked tasked me on. Um, and a lot of times my prayers have got a lot of steps that I need to take right after. I need to start acting on what God has now pointed me towards. I think that I think that sometimes we can get so so wrapped up in it that we forget that there's still work to be done, especially when God's put it put it to our task. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, absolutely. I love that, that you, we go to prayer, we get the inspiration, we get the motivation, we get the revelation. I don't have another shun I can yeah. say, but but we get all of, we get all of the all, all of that that we need. Yeah. Can I give you another biblical example? Yeah. Uh, hey, you brought Listen, it with you today. I, I, I don't know if I have another one for the other ones, but oh. it just came to me. You know, I think of the story of Nehemiah. Who like got the revelation and, and the inspiration to rebuild the wall? Yeah. Right. But then what happened? They had to start like doing work. Yeah. Like, they had to actually like one day like some angel didn't just come down and, like magically the walls were rebuilt. Yeah. And so for us we like to pray and God give me you know creativity. God give me a vision. Give me a mission statement. Give me yeah. all of that stuff that's good. God give me ideas about follow up. Help me grow this youth. Yeah. Ministry. Help me God send me students. Help me grow yeah. this youth ministry. I want to reach our campuses. All of the great prayers and prayers that we mean but then like god, god put stuff inside of our hearts well you need to do this and you know or maybe maybe here's an idea here's a nugget and then we just sit yeah, back and we, we sit, sit back on our hands on yep. and don't do anything with it god so. i remember it was maybe i think it was three years ago through a conversation you were having with a youth pastor buddy from down in atlanta we actually i think we actually had him yeah we had him on a podcast mm -hmm. you're having a conversation with nate yeski yeah a phenomenal podcast you need to go back and listen to it um but he made a statement to you, and then you prayed on it about what happens when when we hit a point in our society where the kids don't, our students don't necessarily come to us. How, like, what do we do? Right, right. right. Yeah, it was something like share that real quick because I mean that has transformed how we do ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's what you know. It was a conversation was having, uh, and then I even remember. I think it was a, a good friend of mine too, Tim Walt, who's from Ohio. 
um, was in that conversation. We're kind of like just huddled, you know, in like a little circle in a ministry context, getting a brainstorm. And we're talking about, you know, again, the culture that we all face is our students' calendars are just slammed, sporting events, concerts, family, uh, art, the play at school, um, the clubs at school, like all of the stuff that students. And so, you know, again, trying to get them to come to us. And then the whole post, uh, you know, post-revolution that we're in right now where people don't even want to come to church. And I don't know if people realize that in America, that it, that we're not a, a Christian nation, you know, anymore. And if yeah. anybody says we are, you know, I say take a look at our culture. But, but you know, then you then you get the whole thing of students who don't even want to come to your church. And we was having that conversation, you know, and they're like, well, what do, you know, what, what do we do with that or how do we get kids in the door? And I remember coming back and sharing it with you. And I'm just giving you the cliff note version. And I'm like, John, I don't, you know, this, this, they said this, and it kind of came to my heart. I was like, we need to start praying about something. Like, what are we going to do with kids or when kids, and, and we're struggling to get kids in our door. And, you know, and we, you know, kind of we prayed about it, and then, like, the thing that came to our minds was like, well, where are the students at? Yeah. And like, well, it was very simple. They're on the high school campuses. Every day. Every day, Monday through Friday. You can find any high school and junior high campus all across America. Every single kid that you want inside your building. It's right there, They're right? right? There. And so, and we don't have time, and I'm not going to get into all of it. But again, that's when then that's when we begin to pray and flesh out, have meetings with you know superintendents and principals, and mm-hmm. started what we have now. You know that that happens every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on a different campus. That we're doing ministry to students there, and some of them students have not even walked in our doors. They may not walk in our doors, but but we've basically created an atmosphere and they're basically getting student ministry on their high school junior high campus you know during their lunch period and yeah. so so basically that that's kind of the cliff note version but to what and you said PJ is making the point of like we prayed about it God gave us some ideas some insight gave us some open doors that we had to walk through and we had we had to do it yeah we, I mean it, it absolutely. was it was simple like God put it on your heart man what if what if we have to do something different? Well, we found out. Well, then we have to do something different. Yeah. And and that's just an example that we had to learn. Like, never, ever, ever just stop at at the revelation, at, at the prayer that you get. But then that ties into our next one, Matt. Which is good. Which is good. We've talked about never, ever fly solo. Never, ever delegate casting vision. Yeah. Never, ever forget about prayer. Never, ever stop at prayer. And when you get new ideas, when you yep. get creativity. Because God wants to do big things. Absolutely. And when you go to the conferences yeah. and you hear an idea, the sixth thing we would say is never, ever knee jerk. That's now, big. That's huge. What do we mean by knee jerk. And I know we've all been there. We go to the conference, right? We hear this idea, yeah. man, this person is doing this. And we come home and we totally change everything we're doing in student ministry. And our yep. leader's like, uh, what, what's, what's yeah. going on? Or yeah. we go to our prayer closet. Maybe we haven't been praying. Yeah. You're like, let me get back to prayer. We go to our prayer closet. God wrecks us and says, what, yeah. what the heck are you doing? You haven't yeah. been doing anything I've been asking you to. Yeah. And we come back and we totally change everything. Pull the rug out of certain things. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, are there times that that may happen? Is there, is there moments that maybe you shut something down? PJ, I remember when, again, we was in the, was in the game for two years, was doing everything we could in student ministry, and we're like, man, what, what the heck? Like, something's, like we're, not, we're missing something. And two years in, you know, we get a hold of a book, we start praying, and we literally shut everything down. Yeah. But we didn't change who we were. Right. We didn't change our DNA. We didn't change who we were. We didn't change what our intentionality and mission statement was about. And I see sometimes so many student ministries, 
that they get in this knee-jerk reaction. And I don't mean like by systems and programs and yeah. switching up stuff like that. I'm saying you get in such a – you go to this conference and, oh, this conference was uh, – was very big on yep. moving of the Holy Spirit. So you come back yeah. to your Wednesday night, Thursday night service, whatever it is, and you're really thick on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You go to this other conference and, oh, I heard this, or I heard this speaker talk about small groups. And you yeah. come back to your youth ministry. Hey, all right. Never preach again. Never, I'm not preaching again. I'm doing small groups all the time. And then you go to another, you hear another podcast or you hear another speaker. And they're talking about you got to be a good communicator. Yeah. So you come back to your youth ministry and now you're working to be the best. Like, do you see how yeah. much that can wear you yeah. out? Right. And then even wear out your your yeah. leaders and your and your ministry around you. And I think yeah. in order, and again, what we're talking about today is, man, what does it take? Again, we haven't yeah. been in the game very long. There's some that's been in a lot longer than us. But now being yeah. in the game, you know, I'm going on my 14th year in January. Yeah. PJ, you're starting your 13th year. Yeah. Right. Being in the game, these are things that will help you make yeah. it in the long haul. And yeah. never, never knee jerk. Yeah. Like get in that place of oh. prayer, finding those answers, do the work. But, like, don't get so caught up right. in just, like, every little thing you read or see or hear about. and Stay true to who God wants you That's, to be. And I think that what you said in there was huge, Matt. Like, there's a big difference. You can change a program and you can change a system, and a lot of people won't get frustrated. You can't change your DNA. Yeah. You can't change who God has made you to be in the area that you've made to be. And chances are, if God's, if God's going to do something, he's going to do it in a way that, he created you to do it. So, yeah. I, I mean, we can get great ideas, but I'm telling, I mean, you just can't change who you are. Yeah. You can adapt things to who you are. And yeah. I think that that was huge. You really just don't need jerk based off of anything. And then again, you go, you, you just make it in prayer. And if it's about God, then you know you're doing it yeah. his way. And, you know, a good example of that, PJ, is like even our home church here in, in, in Valpo in Indiana is we've experienced we're starting to see things unveil and things that are happening over the last few months that it's just it's just it's incredible to see what's happening but but when you look at what's going on as far as our sunday morning services and as far as things that are happening even outside of our services some people are like oh man like that's amazing it's always it's always been there it's in our dna it's in and now it's just starting to basically play out yeah from from the things that's been happening behind the scenes yeah. now starting to play out in a public yep. form. And so it doesn't feel like a knee jerk. It doesn't feel like the rugs being turned yeah. pulled out. You could just you could just basically feel the momentum growing right. and the and so you just have to be careful in ministry not to just get so caught up in everything you hear and yeah. see and read that you just find yourself you're yeah. just gonna wear yourself out, yeah. man. It's yeah. honestly what you're You're gonna, gonna wear yourself out. Your your students are gonna get whiplash from how fast yeah. everything changes. Um and I guess that, that kind of does because you got the mindset you don't want to be knee-jerk. You never, ever want to knee-jerk. Right. But then you also, Matt, I guess it takes us to our next point, is you never, ever, you want, you never, ever want to settle. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, sometimes, like, for me, like, I hear, oh, man, knee-jerking is bad. That means I don't want to... I don't want to make a big change all of a sudden. But right. then what I do is I the pendulum swings and I find myself in a rut. I find yeah. myself in a routine. And, and I'll be honest, sometimes... I I don't even realize it because I'm comfortable in those routines. I'm mm. I'm comfortable with house services. I'm comfortable with my preparation for that service. I'm comfortable with my after school routine. I'm comfortable with the people I hang. I I, I get comfortable and I find myself settling 
Um, and I find myself settling in ministry, and that's not a good place to be when you settle. Right. I, I also, Matt, I find myself Now, you must settling. be, yeah, because I know where you're probably, yeah. you, when you say settling, you're probably just talking about ministry and, like, how many kids you're getting in your youth no. group, right? That's what yeah. you're talking about? I wish that's what I was talking about. But when I find, I'll tell you, when I find myself settling in ministry, a lot of times it's because I find myself settling uh, spiritually in my spiritual growth. Yeah. I find myself... Um, I find myself not stretching myself when it comes to things that I'm listening to, uh, messages. You know, we we're all, like we're blessed here to where we can sit down on a Sunday morning and grow from the pulpit ministry here at our church with our lead pastor. Right. Like that's, but we also we don't settle there. We try to get different podcasts. Like we listen to that. We listen to leadership stuff. Read books. Like reading books is huge. Reading our Bible. I, I think that it's never an okay place to be where we feel like we have got everything that we need to do what we're going to do. We need to grow. Yeah. We need yeah. to grow in so many different areas. Yeah. And I just think that it's never okay to just be comfortable with where you're at in ministry. No, absolutely. And I think what you said, that's really good, PJ, about like we just, we've got to be, we've got to be comfortable. Listen, growing is not fun. Right. It is painful. Remember, you know, remember when you was a little kid, yeah. you start getting them growing pains in your legs, right? Yeah. I knew, the, my mom always had to rub on my growing Yeah, legs. exactly, dude. Probably until I was like 14 or 15 <laughs> years old up. calling for mommy to come to my room. Straight up. It hurts, man. Like growing pains hurt. You know, even as a, even being older, like you go to the weight room, you work out, your muscles get sore as you grow your muscles. Like growing is not... It's not fun. It, it can no. be painful, but I think to be successful leaders, again, to make it in the long haul, you can never, um, ever settle. You got to grow yourself personally. You got to grow your yeah. your ministry. You got to grow yourself as a leader, as a parent, as a yeah. as a husband, as a wife. All of the all That's, of that stuff. I mean, you see yourself growing as a husband, man. Yeah. You see your family growing. You got to be okay. I mean, you got to be okay. With I'm done growing my family, things. though. By oh, the way, you are. definitely. Okay, no more yeah. kids. No, no more kids. Eh. No more kids at all. We'll see. No, no more. Um, the the seventh one. So so never ever settle. Uh, never ever knee jerk. Never ever stop at prayer. Never ever forget about prayer. Never ever delegate casting vision. Yeah. Never ever fly solo. Number seven, probably one of the biggest traps we face in ministry. PJ, never ever compare. Oh man, never do it. ever compare. It's so stinking easy to do when you go to camps, you go to conventions, you go to retreats, you go to conferences, and. You want to be that youth ministry. Yeah. Why can't my students be like their students? Yeah. And you, like, I don't know if you ever, like, for instance, like, you go, we have something in our state or in our, like, assemblies of God. It's called Fine Arts. Right. I don't know, like, there's moments, Matt, and, like, pray for me. <laughs> like, I'll sit there and I'll watch how talented another youth group's worship team is, and I'll just look over my right shoulder and shake my head at our worship. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But, you know, like, we can find ourselves in that trap. Oh, like, we really can. Like, like why can't I train musicians? Why yeah. can't I lead students that, that like, compete their brains out at camp? Yeah, why yeah. You know, why don't we have the systems in place that that church does? Look yeah. at how great they are at discipling. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, I feel terrible at everything. Yeah. Like, I've got no quick yeah. qualities about myself. Yeah, absolutely. So. Or on the flip side, yeah, you look at other youth ministry churches and you say, well, at least I don't do this. Yeah. At least I'm not like that. Yep. Look at that dysfunction. Yeah. At least my numbers aren't yep. this. At least we can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad always tells me when you compare yourself to other people, one or two things are going to happen. You you end up making yourself feel a lot better than you really are. Yeah. 
or you end up making yourself feel a lot worse than you really right. are. And the same truth in ministry as yeah, well. That's it. You know, and, and and again, we live in this this culture with social media, with Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and and every other social uh, social platform, Twitter, whatever else people use that. Everyone always captures like the glamorous moments, right? You know, in their youth ministry, they got the you know forty-five kids saved on an outreach night, and you see, you know, the big stage design that they did for the outreach, or you see, uh, you know, like their 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 uh, you know they they uh, video like a prayer prayer yeah. meeting before service, like all of these yeah. stuff that that we get, we find ourselves we're like, man, my kids don't pray like that, yeah. or man, I didn't do a stage design like that, and again, we just find ourselves living. We can find ourselves one or two things, making ourselves feel like we're a lot better than we are. Yeah. Or we're trying to find ourselves just living up to expectations that right. are never going to be met. And I think it goes back to what you said earlier, PJ, about the prayer. It's like that's why we've got to be comfortable in ourselves as a, not as a leader, as a youth pastor, but as a Christ follower. That, okay, God, who is it that you want me to be? What youth pastor do you want me to be in the community that yeah. I'm in, in the church that I'm serving, in the context you know, in the culture that I'm in here, and like I want to be the best. I want to be the best. See, to me, I want to be the best youth pastor in Valparaiso, Indiana, at Heartland Christian Center that I can be. Right. I don't like. Do I look at the church down the road? Do I look at the church a couple hours from from me? Um, do people call me and call you for ideas and say, "Man, we can we just like chat at you?" And I absolutely that happens. But again, for us, PJ, we've got to just understand the. Really, the 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 power and the and the freedom is when we just really we are who we are and right. who God wants us to be. Yep. You know, and right. again, that's what helps us make it in the long haul. Thirteen, fourteen years, like you know how many times we've been discouraged. Yeah, you know, and if we would have hung our hat on like, man, I'm on, we're never going to get there, yep. or 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 the opposite, if we would have settled. Yep. Going back to what you said, never yep. ever settle. We could have looked yep. at said, well, at least we're not doing that, and we're not right. doing that. You know? I, it makes me think like we right now and we've been at our school program. We, we have a statement and this is our goal um, is to help students find out how to be the best versions of themselves. Yeah. And I like that rings true in youth ministry. And with this is how can we make sure that we're just being the best versions of ourselves? And now you can go to places and and, and you can see other places and you'd be like, man, can I adapt that? Will that work here? And that's great if it does. But listen, if you're not being true to yourself and you start comparing and it pulls you the opposite direction, that's not that's not going to work. It just doesn't happen. I love it. And that can lead us to this last never, ever, 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 do this. Never do this. Never, ever, 15 other evers, like you just said, never, ever quit. Quit. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's frustrating. We can get super frustrated. We can get burnt out. We can find ourselves going down an avenue, and we find ourselves doing five or six of these nevers. And I'll be honest with you, we've been there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there might who knows, Matt. Maybe there's a time that we've done seven of these eight, and we were close to that number. Yeah, like who knows? Like I, I mean, there's oh, been so true. There's been some lows, and and here's the thing: is we just got to remember, we just can't give up. And uh -huh. and we say, well, why? I'll be honest, because you, no matter how bad or how how weak you think you're doing, and how like wherever you feel your mystery, there is a student. There are students there that are depending on you. Oh, and absolutely. That's, and that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. We can't give up on them. We can't give up on where God's put us. And even when we feel like we're not making a difference, again, PJ, I know, and, and again, I try always try to 
balance my statements. I know there's people that's been in ministry a lot longer than us, but we have been in the game long enough that we've seen seasons, we've seen some fruit. Yeah. Now we're in the point, again, it just happened a few weeks ago, another student, they come to our youth ministry, we're like, man, does this kid even like us? Does he even yeah. like it here? What, what in the world is even going on in his life? You know, we weren't seeing the fruit in his life, and, and it's still his own relationship with Christ, you know, is very shaky, but he's, he's going through a very hard time in his life, and the first person he calls is PJ and myself. Says, "Hey, I just need to talk to somebody. Can I come?" And we and we literally haven't seen this kid. He's out of high school. Yeah. Been out of high school now for two years. Haven't yeah. seen him in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's in the area, and uh, one of those kids that just fell off the face of the earth as soon as he yeah. graduated. You know, and we're like, "Man, how did we fail him? You know, what can we do different?" And now here he is, a tough a tough point. You know, what does he remember? He says, "Well, let me call." Yeah. Pastor John, let me call Pastor Matt. Let me talk to them. Yeah. Because like you said, PJ, like people uh, are dependent on us. And our mentor says it to us all the time. Listen, the biggest statement that we'll ever hear when we get to heaven, it's going to be very simple. God's not going to say, how big was your youth ministry? He's not going to say, hey, how many salvations did you have on your outreach? Yeah. Again, I know that stuff's important. He's not going to say, how great was your stage design? How yeah. good of a communicator? How often did you do small groups? Yeah. Listen, again, I know all of that stuff is very important. But he'll look at us and he's going to say, well done, that good and faithful servant. You didn't quit. You yeah. didn't throw the towel in. You kept at it. Yep. When it was hard, you kept going. When it was easy, you kept going. You didn't settle. And well done, that good and faithful service. That's what we're going to hear one yeah. day, just because we didn't quit. We didn't quit ministry. Yeah. We didn't quit on our families. We didn't quit on our own personal spiritual yeah. lives. Eight never evers. Did you like them? Bro, I love it. Listen, I think they're good. I love it. I never want to do that again. You never ever want to do that again. Number any nine. No, oh well, I mean, oh like, no. no like oh, you never those. ever. Number yeah. nine. Never ever want to do any of those. Yeah, well, yeah. you've never ever quit well, publicly. Maybe privately, you have. Sometimes I quit every night. Yeah, I quit. I've but quit I several. By, I sign back up the next several morning. Thursdays. I've quit. Um, <laughs> so listen, never eight, never evers. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Again, please like it, share it, leave it a preview. Uh, uh, leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. We would love to get an email from you. PJ, tell them one more time how to email it and then yeah. take us out of here, my man. You can hit us up at john at essentialcoaching.us and matt at essentialcoaching.us. Hey, listen, if you got a topic you want us to chat about, kick around, if you got some people you're like, yo, bring them on your podcast, uh, hey, hit us up with it. We'd love to have somebody on. We'd love to be able to answer some more specific questions for you. See y'all.